pray for us and as we attempt to minister the word that the Lord has given us for this evening. We're going to be using some scriptures tonight that's very familiar, uh, some that uh, I'm sure uh, many of you can, can quote, but they have a powerful message and meaning behind them. And um, I felt like in my spirit as I was praying and seeking God this afternoon uh, in the office, I felt the Spirit of God moving that there was going to be somebody in the house tonight uh, that's been going through some some type of struggle, some type of um, battle that it's even, thank you, sir, it's even caused you want to question the Lord to try to get an answer. What's going on, God? Why are you allowing this? And whoever you may be, I'm going to, I believe that God's going to give you your answer tonight. And you're going to leave here with a renewed hope to know God said everything's going to be all right. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be all right. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading two passages of scriptures, one in the book of Romans and another one in the Old Testament, the book of Psalms. In the book of Romans, it is Romans 8 and 28. In the book of Psalms, it is chapter 37, verses 24, 23 and 24. Amen. Let's read these scriptures here uh, together tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 8 and 28. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And we know that all things work together for good. It didn't say that all things that happen to you are going to be good. Amen. Some people get that mixed up. But it says, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Then in Psalms chapter 37, verses 23 and 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, oh, I love this. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Woo! My, my, my. That might not do nothing for you, but that is a whole lot for me. Hallelujah. Though he fall, he should not only be cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Mighty God, we come tonight, we thank you, and we praise you, God, for what you, how you have blessed us already on today. This morning's service was so powerful. Great crowd in attendance. 
many new people coming in. We thank you for what we've already experienced here tonight. Now I know, Lord, through study and prayer this afternoon that there's somebody burdened, somebody struggling tonight. And I believe you love them enough, God, that you have placed this on my heart to encourage them and give them hope, to let them know, God, that you will work it out. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen, Amen, and you can be seated. Now, everybody look at your neighbor again and say, God will see you through. That's the title of the message for tonight. God will see you through. Anybody believe that? God will see you through. Hallelujah. In my years of serving the Lord, I have seen many who have become disillusioned and disheartened by the pressures and problems of everyday life. And the thing that makes these times especially hard is when we feel the circumstances we are facing are unfair or unjust in a world which supposedly is governed by God. And if our steps are governed by the Lord, what could be the possible reason for God to allow such pain in our lives? These are questions that many people ask at one time or another. First of all, I want to start off by saying, and whether or not you ever thought about this or not, but I'm going to tell you something, folks. Life itself is unfair. Hallelujah. We take the devil completely out of the equation. Amen. And I know a lot of people want to give a lot of credit to the devil and blame him for everything, but the devil don't do everything that happens in your life. He don't have that much control over you, especially if you're a child of God. Hallelujah. There are things that happen and go through us all that the devil don't have nothing to do with and God don't have nothing to do with. It's just simply a part of life. Hallelujah. And life, a lot of times, is unfair. Life doesn't deal the same hand to everybody who plays a role in the course of life. Everybody don't get the same hand dealt to them. Whether, you know, where you are born and to whom you were born to plays a major role in what kind of cards to be dealt with you in your life. What do you mean, Brother Sammy? I guarantee you, every one of us here born in the United States, your life would be far different if, than if you was born in Haiti. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Your life would be totally different if you was born somewhere in, in Mexico. Hallelujah. A lot of our life has to do with where we were born and the family we were born into. Hallelujah. Amen. Has to do with the kind of cards that we get dealt. And the Word of God never declared that every circumstance would be allotted by our standards of fairness. Our standards of fairness and what is fair and what is not uh, not fair, amen, is, is not in the equation. 
But I want to tell you tonight that there is a solution to the dilemma. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I said there's a solution to the dilemma. There is a reason to hope and be encouraged. And it is in the fact that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Now, what that means is, although your birth, amen, your family, the country you were born in, your education, and even wrong decisions that you and I both have made from time to time may have placed you in an area of trying and difficulty. Sometimes our circumstances in life places us in an area of difficulty. Amen. Places us in a place of amen decisions. Hallelujah. You can love God and serve God. Do everything you're supposed to do. Give unto God what you should financially and all of that. But you still can go through some trying times and struggles if you make some bad decisions financially. Come on. I've heard people say, I've had people talk to me. Amen. This is not my first rodeo. I've talked to a lot of people down through. They come to me. Brother Sam, I don't understand it. I give my first fruits to God. I give a little extra. But amen, I'm all, I'm always in a financial struggle. I'll say, let's talk, let's talk about your financial decisions. Amen. What are you, what are your spending habits? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You don't need everything you see. Can I just get down and get real tonight? Can we just get real for a little bit? Hallelujah. What I'm trying to say to you, amen, and and I'll say this is very much true for me. A lot of the problems that I've experienced in my life are because of bad decisions I made. Let me tell you something. You can make it, you can, you can get yourself in more hot water in five minutes than it'll take five years for you to get out of. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That's, see, what I'm trying to do is make you understand and illustrate a point that all these things that happen, amen, to us in life, they come from one place or another. Hallelujah. But I want to let you know tonight. Even though I may have made some bad choices at times in my life, even though situations where I might be, hallelujah, has put me in different places of difficulty, the Bible said the steps, amen, of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And even though, amen, I have gotten my own self into some struggles, amen, from time to time, yet that's not going to change the outcome of my life because God has got my life planned out. My destiny is written in the heavens, glory to God. Hallelujah. And no matter the bad things and the good things, God's going to let it all work together. Amen to those that are called according. Well, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. Larry! Woo! Hallelujah. That's what God wants you to know tonight. You might be going through an era of struggle and difficulty, but your circumstances right now, amen, if you're a child of God, it's not going to determine the outcome of your life because your steps have been ordered by God. 
God says, I know the plans I have made for you, saith the Lord, to give you good and not evil. Amen. And uh, amen. A, a, a great end. A destiny and hallelujah. Amen. God has laid that out. And no matter what you're going through, no matter the reason why you're going through it, God will see you through. Hallelujah. He will see you through. Amen. Like Ronnie said this morning, glory to God, what he don't, what he don't take you from, he'll see you through. I believe that tonight. I believe that with all my heart. There's a few things I want to share with you, and I got to move on. Time allowed. Number one, nothing will prevent God's purpose for your life. I want to give you some very important points about this. Nothing will prevent God's purpose for your life. You know, we have a tendency to interpret and evaluate our lives by present circumstance. Come on, somebody. I said, we have a habit and a tendency to try to interpret our total life by what's going on right now. The circumstance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of us got discouraged. The two some odd years that Christ Family Church didn't have a home. Hallelujah. Amen. But see, that circumstance during that time did not determine the outcome. God knew what He was going to do all the time. He knew where we was going to be at right now in 2016. He already had it said, and a fire couldn't destroy it. Trouble couldn't destroy it. Nothing else could destroy it. Because what God purposed, oh my God, if it you and somebody's not hear what I'm saying right now. Lord, God, don't let present day circumstances dictate your future in God. Hallelujah. You see, we judge success and failure or failure by what we see right here and now in the present tense. But God. Brother Paul, on the other hand, God looks at the whole picture. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, you need to be thankful that when God looks at you right now, He looks at me right now. He don't see us as we is, but He's going to see, He, he looks at us as we're going to be. The finished product. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's His grace. That's His love. That's His mercy. Amen for us. Hallelujah. God looks at the whole picture. Sometimes we think God has abandoned us because He doesn't instantaneously deliver us from all the pain. <laughs> but I repeat, what God doesn't keep you from, He will see you through. Oh, glory to God. And his purpose can never be thwarted. Hallelujah. If you are a child of God, God's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for your life. Amen. And what he has planned for you, amen, 
it's going to be, it's going to follow through. Present day troubles and trials and circumstances cannot affect that. That's why I like Isaiah 14 and 24 so much. Hallelujah. The Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, surely as I have thought, watch this now, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purpose, so shall it stand, glory to God. When God declares a decree in your life, that purpose can't be thwarted by the devil and all his many imps, glory to God. Hell cannot shake your life to destroy what God wants to do and has planned for you. That old, that long on right there ought to be enough to make us rejoice and shout and praise the name of Almighty God. When once you understand that God has a plan and purpose for your life, you can rest assured that no matter what your social status, financial status, or physical status may be, some people say my social status can't, is going to hold me back from really doing something for God. Some people say my financial status will hold me back for, amen, getting the victory or doing something for God. My physical status. Hallelujah. That's going to, let me tell you something. None of those things are the, in, in the equation when God has planned something for your life. As long as you put your confidence in Him and long, amen, as you trust Him, God will see you through every one of those situations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, but I don't have a man. Let me tell you something. If God is leading you somewhere where God leads, God will provide. Quit trying to, hey, I, I just, I just heard something in my spirit. Too many people are still trying to figure everything out on their own. Unless we can see something written down. In black and white. You see what the problem is really there? I tell you what the problem is really there. You're still trying to keep control in your hands. Instead of trusting God and giving up control. Let Jesus have the wheel. Come on somebody. Let Jesus have the wheel. Amen. I never did like those license plates I've seen on some cars. It said... Uh, God is my co-pilot. If God's your co-pilot, you need to change seats. Huh? Hello, somebody. Lord, if God is your co-pilot, you need to switch seats. You need to start letting God be the pilot. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Once you understand that God has a plan and purpose for your life, you can rest assured that no matter what your social status, financial status, or physical status may be, God will work everything out according to His perfect will, and nothing by any means will defeat it. Hallelujah. Been plenty of times in my life I couldn't see it. I didn't know how it was going to work out. But if God says it, I believe it. Remember that verse... Romans 28 and 28, for all things work together for the good. I wanted to put that scripture up there in the NIV, the nearly inspired version. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we know that in all things, God works for the good for those who love Him, 
who have been called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. You see that? And we know that in all things, good things and bad things. So you see the bad things that happen to your life, God's going to take those things and he's going to work out a perfect plan in your life. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't need to have to throw up your hands and quit. Amen. God, I'm going to tell you something. There ain't no way in the world I would sit down, even if I'd been on the Daniels fast, I wouldn't be hungry enough to sit down to a bowl of flour and put a spoon in there and start eating plain flour. Try it. Go ahead. Try it. Amen. I couldn't handle Brother Dallas just, just a spoonful of flour. But you take some flour, put some buttermilk with it. Now don't you leave on me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Mix it all together. Take the rolling pin away from Sister Darlene's hands where she's been chasing me around the house and trying to hit me in the head with it. Take the right size glass and start cutting out some circles and you, you put all those ingredients together. Put, pop them in the oven for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you see why I'm, all, why I'm all trim and sassy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of the ingredients, Sister Debbie, on what things we love to eat, if you took all the ingredients out and tried to eat them one at a time, they wouldn't be very good. But see, that's the way God is. Brother Wayne, he takes all things. He knows how to whoop up a recipe. Amen. I know some of you might understand this lingo, but this, is, this comes <laughs> come from how I was raised. But man, God can whoop up a recipe that's when you stick your teeth in it and make you slap your mama down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you got, you, get, you got to be raised the way I was to understand that. Hallelujah. Amen. God takes all things. And we know that in all things, God works for the good to those that love him who have been called according to his purpose. You see, God will use all things, even the things Satan means to hurt you with, Come on. To work out for your final good if you love him. What did Joseph tell his brothers when he finally met them in Egypt and he revealed himself to his brothers? Those group of brothers who sold him, sold him out to slavery and put him through all that pain and hardship that he had all those years. What did he tell them? He said, you meant it for bad or evil, but God meant it for good. (laughs) Oh, glory. God could see further down the road. Amen. Amen. You tried to do me harm by what you were doing. Hallelujah. You didn't have the best motives in mind. Oh, but God was looking beyond. He saw things better and farther than what you saw or what I even saw. All I had was a dream at the time. Oh, come on. Can I tell somebody? Amen. Hold on to your dream. No matter what kind of road stops you come through, no matter what kind of detours you have to take, hold on to the dream because God God will fulfill it. Give him a praise. 
if all that hadn't happened to him, many people would have starved to death. His family lineage would have died. But God had a plan. And God says, that plan, I thought it out. And can't nothing. Amen. Disannul it. Hallelujah. Let me move on. I want to talk a little bit about the reason of our afflictions. Now, this gets a little close to home here. The reason of our afflictions. Most people understand and they believe what I just got through covering. But the problem comes in when we don't see the why God allows it in the first place. You can use Joseph there again as a good example, all the things he went through. But church, it goes, it goes back to being called according to his purpose. That's where it goes back to. And the purpose is to cause us to be conformed to the image of his son. That's God's desire for you. That's his desire for me. That we become conformed to the image of his son. Listen, being born again is only the beginning of a journey. Amen. Being born again is only the beginning of a journey. Too many of us think that we can sit back and have a nice uneventful ride to glory. I've obeyed Acts 2.38. Now I'm just going to just coast right on in heaven. But it don't work that way. Hallelujah. Once you are born again, you begin a journey. And God at that point in time begins to conform you, to shape you, to mold you into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you were born again, listen to me, your inner spirit and mind was renewed by the Holy Ghost. We all experience that when we are totally born again. Our mind is renewed, our inner man. Amen. But your flesh... Or the old nature is now in conflict with your spiritual nature. And God has predestined you to become just like Jesus. And that takes work, time, and trouble. Hallelujah. This old flesh is not willing to yield to the Spirit of God. You know all the many scriptures about that. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Galatians chapter 4 and 19. I'm going to go ahead and read. Amen. So I won't keep you here all night. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, unto Christ be formed in you. This is not an overnight thing. Your spirit becomes born again, but your flesh don't. Come on. Your mind is transformed by the Holy Ghost, but your flesh is not. What did the Apostle Paul say? The things that I want to do, that's his spirit, man, I do it not. And the things I don't want to do, them are the things I find myself doing. Huh? Come on. That is the reason why that we have to go through some persecution and trouble along this journey as God's leading us to his, our destiny and the purpose he had for his life because God is working on us, transforming us, amen, into what he wants to be. 
<laughs> and some of us, amen, even though God is carrying us to an end, we go kicking and screaming, and he has to drag us along everywhere we go, leading us that way because this old flesh don't want to give in. We don't want to yield, amen, to the will of God, the perfect will of God in our, in our life. Romans 8 and 29 that uh, that 29th verse, right after the 28th verse, he said, "For whom he did foreknow, he also he also did predestinate to be conformed." The process that's a that's a process there to be conformed. A shaping takes place. Amen. Be conformed to the image of the Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. So all the while, God uses these things that you and I go through to help form us what we should be in Him. Now, whether or not you realize that, but that's good preaching. Hallelujah. God is working, hallelujah, in our life. One more point that I want to leave you with, and I hope somebody's going to leave here encouraged tonight. Don't never forget this. Always keep this in your heart and on your mind. The third and final point of this message, God is on your side. Look at somebody sitting next to you and say, God's on my side. Hallelujah. And then somebody else looks and says, no, he's not. He's on mine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is on your side. Do you know that you know the Bible tells us that? You know the Bible lets us know that? There's plenty of scriptures in the Word. The one thing we should never forget, no matter what we are going through, God is on our side. If He is for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let me, uh, I, I, I probably, I'm probably the only one here who's ever felt like everybody in the world is against me sometimes. No, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Oh, shut my mouth. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We all been there. Been a lot of times you think ain't nobody, ain't nobody for me. Well, it don't really matter because if God is for you, who can be against you? <laughs> oh, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, it don't. It ain't in the numbers. Brother Douglas, you and God makes a majority, not a minority. It don't care if there's a million out there. If it's you and God, you're the majority. If God is for you, who can be against you? Psalms 118, verses 5 through 7. Glory to God. Two more scriptures and we're going to close. Listen to what he says here in Psalms. He said, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. And set me in a large place. I wish I had a time to work on that, man. That's a great thing right there when you break that down. Hallelujah. I like that being walking in a large place. Hallelujah. When, when, oh, man. Hallelujah. But that's not part of my message, and I've got to go on. Put the next scripture up. Hallelujah. The Lord is on my side, David said. I will not fear what can man do unto me. What are you scared of? What are you worried about? It doesn't matter 
what you're going, what you're seeing right now, what you're going through right now, God's going to take you through. Why is God going to take you through? Because He's on your side. He's on your side. I will not fear. What what can man do to me? The Lord taketh my part. <laughs> Glory to His name. With them that help me, therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. Glory to God. Amen. And then Romans eight and thirty one. Amen. That's the one I quoted a while ago. What shall we then say to these things? That's a good conclusion. That's a good finality right there. If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Now, we don't like nobody to be against us. Hallelujah. We don't like nobody to be against us. We like I mean, we're human beings. We, we want everybody to like us. We want everybody to love us. But guess what? Everybody's not going to like you, and everybody's not going to love you in this life. But God always will. God always will. And so, to you tonight, whoever you may be that's been struggling, been going through some battles, it don't matter what kind of battle, spiritually, naturally, physically, financially, whatever. God will see you through because he's made a promise. And you know what? If God ever breaks one promise, then we just will just take the whole Bible and throw it, throw it in the fire and burn it up. Because if God ever breaks one promise, then the whole Bible's a lie and wrong. And we've all been deceived. Amen. Hallelujah. God will see you through. Sister Debbie, come to the piano, please. There's been many times in my life.